episode of oh, this that is the last show. episode of Ajima's show, and the f- also the first episodes of Two KAP, Two Kim's in a Pod. Yeah. What's going to be different for our listeners? Literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get the same nothing. old bullshit. Yeah. The same same old bitterness from two forty year old queer comedians. <laughs> You're going to get all the goodies. All the goodies. I mean, everything is the same. The only thing that's different is that we probably, you know, the Ajima show was specifically bent on a Korean-American experience. And with this, we wanted to widen that lens. Broaden it. Yes. Yes. Because we're more than our cultural identities. We we have a lot more to talk about. And it's not like that stopped us from talking about random bullshit anyway in the other pod. But we figured – it's a new year. It's a new us. We're ready. F- and it's been five years since we do that podcast. So it's time to close a chapter on Ajima show and open a, a, a new chapter for two Kims in a pod. So strap in, folks. You're in for a ride. <laughs> and it's almost <laughs> identical to the old ride. <laughs> I yeah, mean, literally. Just, we're less structured, uh, which means more chaotic. So you're welcome. Yes. That's who we are. I mean, are. it's literally the best part of Ajima Show anyway. And I think yeah. in our minds, um, so many of our listeners identified with the Koreanness of everything, but yeah. we're not Korean. So we just right. wanted to have a more inclusive mm-hmm. uh, you know, perspective because so many of our listeners are joining for our our perspective, which was always Korean, but it was always also immigrant, it was also queer. It's um, also comedy. So I think we are hoping to, by widening the lens and scope of the podcast, to make mm-hmm. any people that that are joining us also feel the same way. That's Welcomed. exactly it. I, w- welcome. And here's a way I'm going to welcome you, is I'm going to stop eating and slurping on the mics because I have what? been, I, you know, they, I've been called out. Many people. <laughs> Many people. <laughs> It's Many crazy, Peter, people. that you're trying to act like this is like something. You're like, you know what? I've heard I, it's. You've heard this complaint many times, uh-huh. many times during the five years we've been doing this, and yes, many reviews on our Apple Podcast <laughs> reviews say really fun, really engaging. Feels like I'm listening to my best friends, but goddamn, stop eating and slurping on the fucking pod. And we would get our negative reviews because of that, and I <laughs> still would slurping. not stop. I still would not stop. But here's but what. Is, Again, it's new, a new, new pod. Year. New year. <laughs> it's a new me. It's a new year. <laughs> and we're going to do it right this time. Okay? So we're going to get right into it. <laughs> I got to tell you, as a comedian, comedy is always humbling. My <laughs> fucking God. So, so to take you Peter, back. Yeah, yes, t- yes. Tell me. Tell me. Please tell okay, me. So Peter. Well, you and I have been in this similar situation. We're both comedians. We both took a, a little bit of a break. You mm-hmm. for because you were growing something in your body. <laughs> yeah, I just gave birth. M- mainly your new daughter. Yeah. Full head of hair, by the way. She looks incredible. Yes. I mean so the the thickness of her follicles is. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yes. sure. She's gonna have a good, healthy head. Um, and I was, uh, writing and I, I was developing a couple of things and we both decided to take a concerted break from our podcasting, from comedy. And this last night was my first night back, so yeah. to speak. And it wasn't, it's not just the first night back. It was also a big show. It was a huge show. Probably the biggest show I've done in a very long time. Yeah. I, I probably, I, probably ever. Yeah, I mean, probably since JFL. JFL wasn't even that big because, um, for those of you who don't know, JFL stands for Just for Laughs. It is a comedy festival that's been around forever. I, I would say one of the more premier comedy festivals. Yeah. It, it, I, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think that would be correct. That's a perfectly fair thing to say. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought you responded like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I pick up a... <coughs> A bit of bitterness there? Or no, no, of... no, no, oh, no, okay. no. All right. So JFL producers on G Kim is not bitter and she is ready and willing. I'm ready and willing and available. Yes. Um, <laughs> JFL would have been big if we ended up going to Montreal that year, which it usually takes place in Montreal. But that year, the year I did it, was um, COVID 2021. 
And so we did it in like a tiny little L.A. theater here. And okay. it was it was not a big hurrah at all. OK. Anyway, it was great. It's great to be selected as a new face and all of that. And it, it, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, this show that I did last night, I opened for Fortune Feimster. Ooh. Yes, of uh, Mindy Kaling fame, Chelsea Handler, Chelsea Lately fame. Uh, oh, she's, she's just famous. Movies. Yeah, she's just she's just a celebrity. Yeah, I think now, right? Yeah, she's just like around. Yes. And um, one of the most, by the way, I gotta say, one of the best green room experiences Ooh. I've ever had, and. By that, I mean she was just normal. Yeah. <laughs> there was no, like, extra bidding around or, like, being, um, you know, some – I'm not going to name names, but I have opened for bigger, big comedians where mm. they wouldn't even talk to me. You know, they, they would just be on their iPads just ignoring me the whole time. What would they so, do on the iPad? I don't know. Just, like, playing games or whatever. Just, like, completely okay. – blocking me out and i'm and i you know of course as playing a, games on the ipad and playing mind games in real life okay <laughs> exactly and i don't yeah. play no games no. all right i'm not here to play games i'm not here to make no i am here to make friends yeah. but i <laughs> but they're not you know and and so i have had some experience have you had experiences like that when you're opening for someone and they're just like not they're just not welcoming no, I mean, in Chicago, I think it's a little different. Like, the echelons of things are much more close together. But if, like, anyone right. I've opened for, it's, it's always been, yeah, no, I've never had, like, a negative experience like that. Not yet. Looking forward yeah. to it, though. Yeah, it's coming. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yesterday, last night was different. Um, Fortune was just so welcoming, so easy, just so earnest and chill. Uh, so it immediately put me in a... Um, in a more comfort comfortable zone although i i gotta say i was telling you over the break like i felt so fucking rusty yeah that because you know you know how stand-up is right like unlike i don't know it, I, I don't do any other quote art is stand-up an art debatable jury's out anyway depends um, on how you do it <laughs> the way i do it fart yeah. Anyway, so I. <laughs> it's just you know, it's just I don't, it's the same yeah. thing. It's like there's people who c c paint by numbers and sell, mm. you know, art, and you know what I mean. It's just it's, yeah. It depends on who's doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'm making art, but anyway, I don't do any <laughs> other thing that's skilled or crafts. You know sure. what I mean? Besides maybe cooking, but that's a necessity to not die. Yeah. I. <laughs> I feel like I. The, besides anything else I've ever done, stand-up atrophies so fast. Yes. It, like, within a week. With, if you do seven straight days after going for a while, your body starts to forget what it is. Yes. And, and that's, okay, I, I just want to talk to you about that just real quick because this is the first episode. We are both comedians, and we both deal with this. Um, for other people who, who might be in comedy or like uh, interested in comedy wh what why do you think that is versus like oh i don't know archery is like riding a bike or, or whatever you know like or riding a bike <laughs> is like riding a bike you know why is it not riding a bike because the skill is about mm. being present boom the skill that's is exactly it yeah, the skill yeah. is that you have to remain present. And if you don't, like anyone that's meditated and done mm -hmm. that shit, it's like a, these mm -hmm. are daily exercises. Yes. These are things that you need to do and maintain because if you don't maintain this, your body not only forgets the like physical muscle, like the, muscle memory. Mu muscle memory because uh -huh. it, 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 it's uh, not My that body forgot, I'll tell you that. It remembered <laughs> nothing about my past 10 years of dedication to this craft. <laughs> I mean, it's like because even the thing is anything comparable to it, which would be like anything else you do on a daily in a daily way, which would be like exercise. Right. We keep using these yeah. words like atrophy and like it, it feels most akin to that, like in terms of discipline. Yeah. Um, even with exercise, like you could go like a year, you could go th three, four months without exercising and like you're still kind of in shape. You still not me. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> that does not work for me, hon. I mean, your body doesn't like immediately just like let go. Right, right. It retains it. So it retains yeah. a little bit of it anyway. Mm -hmm.
But yeah, that does nothing, not happen with comedy. No, it's the fastest drain, and it is. That's why I always say, like, comedy is always not not humbling because no matter who you are, I I really do believe this because I'll get into this later. But you could be Chris Rock, yeah, and Chris Rock will never bomb, right? Sure. Like you, you and I, we won't ever bomb anymore. Like that just won't happen. I'll try. Me. I'll try. You'll, don't you'll dare me. Your, you'll give it a college try. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't tell me something. That's a challenge. Yeah. I'll take that as yeah. a challenge. I'm not here to tempt you. Yeah. But I. <laughs> but um, yeah. It 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 feels like. It feels like even Chris Rock, I guess like it it changes because your level. He's at a certain level, where like. He won't bomb, but I bet he still has shows that are like less good, or like sure. he he's less present. Yes, less you know on, on, in flow or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and so I I I really do think everyone goes through this, and you know, uh, and I definitely went through this last night. I and I was telling you, I was like, I really think I should go out and like hit some mics. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I did I did hit up one show last week just to like get the rust off and it was so oh my god it was I was like it felt like I was in a quagmire just like mm-hmm. just gasping for air you know and, and people are just staring at me sure you know and I'm I'm just like slanging these jokes and they're just like mm-hmm okay <laughs> cute cute yeah yeah you know that face when a, uh, a crowd gives you when you tell a joke and they're like I got okay, it. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's the worst. The when worst. they're just smiling and nodding. Oh my god. They're being, they're being nice. They're being nice. Yeah, they, they get it. They get it. They're you're everything is happening the way it should. They, minus, they, they, yes, they understand that you think last. this is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they also know it's a joke. They don't think it's funny. Yeah. They're classifying it as a joke because it's coming out of your fucking mouth, but and you said it in a funny way. Yeah, you delivered it with the, you know, like some kind of musicality, and it's it's born in us. So like we understand the rhythms of comedy. So, anyway, so I did two shows last night at the Irvine Improv. I had never been to the Irvine Improv. It's um, I'm gonna guesstimate like a 400 seat theater. Okay. So since ask, yeah, yeah I, I that's the biggest show I've done since moving to LA, I will say. Okay. Chicago maybe there was a, a couple like at Lincoln Lodge or whatever, but like since moving to LA for sure because at, when you're in LA, all the comics are doing like little 10-minute sure. showcase sets everywhere and it's like little alt rooms, you know, or like even at yeah. the, if you're doing it at the clubs, the clubs in LA are they're not that it doesn't feel that big it felt like cavernous like i got in there and the stage is uh, in the front and then the tables kind of like um move back kind of on a um on a like a raised sure. platform kind of way mm-hmm. almost like second city etc in chicago yeah you know how the stage and then it kind of like rakes back yeah so it kind of felt like that and it went in but it's etc like you take a couple steps and you hit the wall Sure. This was like double the amount. So like you you saw the people go all the way back, but the speakers were so good that like, you know, it felt like the, co- the comic was like right in front of them, you know? So like the audio was great. Everything was great. People were sat on time. It was like a well-oiled machine. The Irvine, Love this. Irvine yeah. Improv. Shout out to Irvine. And, um, and I get there and the, so I'm doing a seven, seven o'clock show and a nine thirty show. And the seven o'clock show, um, and by the way, this is not like host, middle, headliner. It's just me. Like I'm, I'm oh. doing twenty five minutes. Okay. And I'm coming up cold. Ah! So like, yeah. yeah, they're they're doing like the fire call, like, ladies and gentlemen, please yeah. put your phones on silent and welcome to the world famous improv, you know, whatever. And then yeah. they're like. Please give it up for the very funny Peter Kim. And, you know, Yay! these people all bought tickets. By the way, We're sold fortunate. out. Sold of out course. both shows. Of course. They're here to see Fortune Feimster. Yes. They don't. They are not here to see me at all. Yeah, so what's, I'm what's just a, what's there. What's Peter Kim? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> they Google my name and it's like six neuroscientists. Yeah. You know, like there's no way to even find me afterwards. Like <laughs> this, this is just literally just <laughs> so that fortune doesn't have to go up. But, you know, cold. Cold, yeah. So I go up cold. And going up cold, by the way, means that um, there's no one warming up the crowd before you. So usually yes. that's the host's job. But there was no host. So I kind of had to play host and do my stuff as well. Sure. So I go up there the first show. It's packed. And I look out to the audience. And, you know, it's it's it, what you would imagine from a Fortune Feimster crowd. Um a lot of ladies. Of course. Uh, the first show was uh, mostly silver-haired. Uh, ladies? Like blue, blue plate special. Like, yes. You know, like they yeah. were – they came to the 7 o'clock show, and it, that was late for them. You yeah, know, like they, they was... remember a time when you couldn't be gay. <laughs> they remember a time where I couldn't immigrate here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a different time. These are, these, yeah. are stone, these are stonewall lesbians. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't agree with the Japanese internment, but they turned a blind eye. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I love them. these are these are important. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Exciting. And I get out there, and immediately the crowd. I I do my first joke. Yeah. And immediately the crowd's like, "That's nice." <laughs> Peter, let me tell you right now. This is something I really understand because literally no one hates me and my uh -huh. energy more than an older lesbian. Literally oh, nobody. Really? Do lesbians yes. not like you? Oh, Co older comedically? lesbians. Comedically? Comedically or yes. just like IRL? Oh, an IRL. A huge hit. Huge, huge hit. fan. Yeah. Especially, yeah. But on stage, nobody no. dislikes me more. No. <laughs> an older lesbian crowd hates me. What do you me. think that is? Is it like woman hating woman? No. It's just I think something about the energy is like does it jive? Okay. Yeah. Like I just I bombed. I, I the vibes aren't for, right. Yeah, because I always get booked for these rooms, and literally older white lesbians. Older white lesbians. Uh huh. Do a hundred percent dislike. Wow. My funnies. Okay. They don't. They do wow. not like. They will not subscribe. They will not like. They will not subscribe. They will actively close the tab. <laughs> they will block or mute. Yeah. They <laughs> listen. I feel you because it was exactly that. It, I, okay, I have to admit, it didn't feel like they did not like me. Sure, it felt like they liked me. Okay, but they were very quiet about it. That's they what were I mean. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. just like uh, maybe it's an older white lady thing, or maybe it's a lesbian thing. Jury's still out. We'll figure it out. We'll get to the bottom of this. Please sound off in the comments. Let yeah. us know. But it was it was definitely an older crowd. And anytime there is an older crowd, from my experience, they tend to be more polite. And here's what's the Agre worst agreed, thing yes. about a comedy show is <laughs> if you're not laughing. <laughs> That's really the point of a comedy yes. show is for you to laugh. This ain't the moth, honey. This ain't the moth. No, no, <laughs> no clapping, no snapping. There's no heartfelt end that you need to be listening to. I'm not We're sharing my to... trauma so you could connect. Like I mean, I'm only we sharing are, my trauma yeah. yeah, so that you can laugh and I could feel good about myself. <laughs> That's the whole gag. Like so the first show, it, it's a little rough and I start immediately melting on stage. Like the theater lights are hitting me. I'm in my uh I decided by the way to wear the same outfit I wore when we toured in okay. dc yeah just a little black on black sure and maybe that was a mistake to wear black but it was i was drenched by okay. the like and there was like a minute clock there's a time like yeah. winding down and by minute like i don't know nine i was drenched so the entire rest of the 25 minutes i don't want to like bring attention to the fact that my face is wet and dripping so it was dripping it was dripping like it was getting into my eye like this <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know me i'm not trying to admit anything you know so i'm like okay nothing yeah, you're happening. trying to dare them to say something yeah yeah and i'm like <laughs> blinking through it you know and it's like salty and uh, <laughs> already like they're tears, not happy like yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well have been fucking tears god it was so it was so yucky and uh, okay so by the by the time like i'm wrapping up i can tell like they're sitting there going like 
okay, that's it's been a while. Where, <laughs> where's Fortune? <laughs> They're just like we paid money and two drink minimums to see someone else. Yeah, please get off stage. So I I just like wrap up and I bring her up on stage. And and then I go to the green room and I'm just like, fuck, that sucked. That really, really sucked. That felt bad. It felt again, bad. Okay. Again, not a bomb. Okay. I did. I did. Okay. You did your time. You were I did professional. My time, but I was not present. Okay. And I so sweaty. Feeling. It was I was so sweaty. I was anxious that they didn't like me. Sure. That they weren't laughing harder at things okay. that I know have hit harder. Okay. And I you know, I'm like going into my head now. Yeah, they don't they're not stage. particularly they're not they don't if they're not effusive, these audiences. The older no. gay lesbian Aud- ones. Yeah. They're yeah. they're not effusive. Even I've seen people who are one hundred percent favorites and are killing. Yeah. They it's not it doesn't sound like it. They don't give you the yes. loudness that you exactly. Would. So I I was just in there like oh god whatever, and Fortune goes out there kills it and comes back and immediately says they're a little tight huh and I'm like oh okay yes y- you noticed it too because you know me I'm sitting there feeling shitty about myself so I don't want to be like yeah the audience was tight huh you know like because yeah. I'm blaming myself. But the fact that she also noticed it, I was like, okay, great. Then it wasn't just me. And also, I forgot to mention, but I, I, I'm opening for Fortune and hoping that she possibly takes me on the road for more sure. dates. So yeah. it's om- kind of like an audition too. Right, you know? right, right. So all of that pressure is like all on me. And it, it, it just like, it was like a whirlwind of shit. Then... Some dude walks in and says, hey, great job to Fortune and gives her uh-huh. a hug, blah, blah. And there they start talking and I, I'm i just sitting there going like I haven't been introduced. So I'm not going to like jump yeah. in and be like, sure, sure. hey, hi, what's up? You know, and they're talking about like he starts talking about like, you know, like his friend Chris and his friend, you know, whatever. And like. And we're just like, okay, um, maybe I'll just like sit here and like be awkward. And then finally, um, the guy turns to me and he goes, "Hey, sorry, um, good set," and gives me a handshake. He's like, "Oh, I'm Steve," and I was like, "Okay." And you can tell like he didn't really like it. Yeah, sure. Or like you can tell he can tell that I was struggling. Sure. And he's just trying to be like nice, you know. Sure. So I go, okay. Was he a comic? So I thought he was a comic that like was coming in to say hi. Okay. Turns out it's a guy named Steve Levine. He is Fortune's agent. Oh, okay. Not only um her her agent, but Chris Rock's agent. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine O'Hara. <coughs> like gigantic, you know, Janelle James. Like, and I'm just like Oh, he's like I, an agent. He's capital the A power agent. He was like, oh, I was just in New York. Chris is working out his new thing for his live special on Netflix. And I'm like sitting there going, oh, my God. Yeah. You're Chris Rock's agent, like comedy agent. Yeah. And you just saw me fucking <laughs> melt on stage. <laughs> this is so horrible. <laughs> and just then like you, when you're like, you're that, thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe you thought it was gonna get better, but it got worse. It got way worse, and I was just like, "Oh my god, why did you have to be here today of all days?" Of course, and you know, and and I was just like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck." Anyway, and they were and they were talking about like other people, like Bert Kreischer, who's a comedian, and like yes. going out there and doing like he's not doing theaters anymore. He's gonna start doing arenas. Yes, and he was like talking to Fortune, like. You know, you're doing great, blah, blah. That was awesome. Like, we're going to we'll, – we'll get out of the theaters and into the arena soon. And, you know, like, they're wow. really talking, like, big yeah. shop. And I'm like, oh, I just fucked up this 25-minute set. What am I going to do? <laughs> At the Irvine Improv. <laughs> At the Irvine Improv. <laughs> but anyway, I 
that was absolutely humbling. <laughs> and um, although, you know, this is what happens, though. Like, I went outside to, like, vape my pen or whatever. And all these people were outside, like, clapping for me and being like, we love you. Oh, my you. gosh. That's You're so great. You're the best. You're so fucking funny. And I'm like, why did you fucking express that through laughter? <laughs> why are you? Che- don't cheer me on outside. Like, this means nothing to me. This is too little, too late, lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm already hurt. I'm torn. <sighs> oh, my but gosh. Luckily, the second show was, I, I you know, 정신 차려. And yeah. I got my shit together. And I was like, listen, bitch. Fucking go up there and do what you do. And don't let this audience scare you. Like, go up yeah. there and, like, and, and, you know, exactly what you said at the top of the episode. It's all about being present. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely not present the first show. I was yeah. so in my head, just like bothered. And the second show, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go up there and be present. And I did this little trick of like, I got up there. And as soon as I got up there, I, I, I did notice that the Saturday night, second night is usually like a younger, younger. drunker crowd or, you know, yes. whatever. So I did do that, like that old trick of like, Damn, you guys are so hot and young. Unlike the uh, seven o'clock show, they were fucking whack. Are you ready yeah. to have fun? Like, you know, basically yeah. telling them. You call, you call them fucking whack? No, I didn't say whack, but th- I did say. Okay. They were, <laughs> I was gonna like, how how old are you really? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! Hello, yo. kids. Hey, hip hop. What's the dealio? <laughs> No, Man, like aren't parents like, whack? Like, <laughs> they just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I did um, pit them against an imaginary earlier crowd, <laughs> and it worked. And they were like really into it. And my crowd work was way better. And they were just more responsive, you know. Um, yeah. So it, it felt way better at the second one. Obviously, I had just just done a bad one, so like I got it out of the way. And the second one, I did a different set. And, um, yeah, it was a crush. And it felt really great. And it was super loud. And everything I wanted to hit, hit the way I did. And it felt so much better um, introducing Fortune after that. No, that's great. Um, so that was really great. Um, I, it sucks that Chris Rock's agent saw the first one. He didn't say? The, no, he <laughs> left. <laughs> As he, he was say saying goodbye, was like, I was like, maybe I swear I'm going to be better the second one. Please stay. <laughs> you should have to reach out and be like, hey, I really think I'm going to pull it together for the second show. Yeah, yeah. I really think I got it this time, this comedy thing. Um, well, that's but the yeah. thing. It's like, you know, whenever you want industry to be there, they're, they're never there. They're never there. And, of course, they're there, the whack, the the, the horrible set that you do, the first step back. Um so yeah, it, it it was good and bad, um, and then this felt honestly. I'm just gonna be real vulnerable right now. I afterwards, I said thank you so much. I I messaged her because she was on stage like basking in her glory, and people were taking selfies. So I was like, I'm not gonna. Of wait. course. So I uh, messaged her saying, uh, I first of all, I t- you know posted, I'm opening for the great Fortune Feimster. So excited, blah blah, and then like. You know, took some photos of her while she was on stage. And then at the end, I was like, thank you so much for having me. I had an incredible time. Um, and, you know, if you ever need an opener, you know, holler at me. Mm-hmm. And um, just to, like, make it known that I am interested in doing yeah. more of these. Sure. If, yeah, of if course. you need, I am there. Yes. Yes. And um, she reposted my post. Uh-huh. About opening for her. Yes. And nothing else. (laughs) 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 And I'm just like sitting there going, um, not even a cursory like, okay, yeah, thanks so much for doing it. Or like whatever. It was just very like, oh, did I overreach? Is that like a horrible thing to say? Or what is she going to say? What is what is what would you have wanted? What is she supposed to say? I want her to be like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. We'll keep you in mind. Or like, you're amazing. Can I pay you more next time? Like something. (laughs) 
oh, I completely split my mind. Do you want to co-headline? Yeah. And the next <laughs> I'm so ha- I'm so grateful that I was actually um, so happy that you reached out. Didn't yeah. have an opener for the rest of my tour. Yeah, want to fly first class? <laughs> I don't know, something like that. <laughs> I mean, like, I, honestly, but it I was think, so yeah. mortifying to like for her to I mean, for her to repost my post was a great thing because yes, then, you know, she's she's saying, hey, look at this guy who's opening for me. Amazing. Thank you so much. But the no response to the second part really made me go like I was up to 2 a.m. Just like waiting to be like, okay, maybe she needs to get home and then message me back. <laughs> You're imagining what her I mean, nighttime routine is. Yeah, okay, so like, right now she's washing her face. Yeah, she's got to have a snack. She has great skin, so obviously she's moisturizing. She has a tiny <laughs> dog, probably taking him for a like, little walk at 1 a.m. Maybe 2 a.m. she'll settle in, have a whiskey, and then tr- write me back. Yeah. And this. Oh, no, she must be really tired. Maybe the hour morning. She is married. Her wife is amazing and beautiful. They're probably having coitus. Like, I. <laughs> And then I woke up this morning, and the first thing I did was check my Instagram, and <laughs> nothing. So well, now, now, now the day has gotten away with her from her. You know, she's, she's meeting people for brunch. Yeah, like the, but, it's, you know, it's, it, yeah. I mean, what yeah. are you gonna do? Yeah, she's you know she's a, maybe a, a spiritual lady, and she's yeah. going to go figure out like a church thing, and then you know she she doesn't have time for me right now, but she will respond by Monday, I think. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> I mean, like, this is the thing is, like, it's hard. I mean, I will say this. As someone who <clears throat> I'm at the point in my show business career where I am spending more time researching people who have followed me than they have researched me. Do you what? know what I mean? Every you're, you're, you're researching your followers? Yeah. Like, people who have signed up for my email list, I'm uh-huh. researching them more than they've researched me. <laughs> Why? Because there's like Are you trying to figure out if they're crazies? (laughs) Oh, there's 10 of them? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you have an email list? Tell me about that. What's that about? I just started this like, you know, through my link tree and my website. Like people have started to sign up. People are doing that. Yeah. Yeah, Come to to my city. Yes. Come to my city. Sign up for it. That's how you grow your list. And so I have about 10 or 12. I would say it's like it's not a demographic more as like a large dinner party. So like, um, <laughs> like I've been, I've researched name cards that. seated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like it would be, it would be hard to get a seven o'clock dinner reservation at a restaurant at a, fa- a popular one. Easy uh-huh. to get a, you know what I mean, like that yeah. level. Okay. But I mean, like that's where I am. So, but I'm wow. saying that, like, for her, I mean, it's, I'm sure she, like, I can't imagine what it's like, what her DMs look like. Oh. It's got to be crazy. That's what I mean. There's like, got to be, like, bitches going in there be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I mean, and, like, the DMs and, like, people that actually she, that she actually knows and her actual friends, like, all of it yeah. is in the same DM pile. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I'm, I've been, I was probably moved to general tab. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is, like, even those, ha- like, there's a lot. Those yeah. accumulate. <laughs> Even those accumulate. Even I'm in telling the general you. Tab, bitch, you're at the bottom of the list. Yeah, and even those yeah, like, and right. even when you try to get back to it, there's yeah. the your friends, general, and then like whatever you know that you don't people you don't follow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 a lot. I, you know this like during times of like, especially if she's touring. I bet it's mm-hmm. so many tags. So many, in- insane. So the, ta- um, the to be able to repost. That is like, that's the easier thing than to like type out and like address something. Like Respond, this. yeah. Especially yeah. when my set wasn't that great. You know, she's like, "You said you cut, crushed the second one." I know, but the first one, you know, like I, I guess it is better that I ended on a higher note. But yeah, it it does it bothers me. It bothers me so much, and it's that like good little Asian boy me, or like that little good little gay boy me that's like, I didn't get a hundred percent. You know, and now I'm, yeah. I'm bad because I didn't. You want an extra got, credit because you want to get I mean, to combined, you if I'm 90, scoring you myself for the whole night, I didn't get a 95. The whole night, I think it's an 84. 84? Solid B? between the two shows. Solid B? That's a B minus. 84? Yeah, no. I feel like. Solid a, B. Is solid it? B. Okay. Well, yeah. that's not good enough. That's well, then not good Even enough. if you get extra credit, you're not going to be bumped up to an A. You're still going to get a B. Yeah, you're right. 
I should just I should just it's the first one's a wash. It's fine. But you know, it, it feels so bad. It stings and it's just like ugh. And it's like the start of the new year and ugh. It, it, it just didn't feel a hundo. And maybe I should have gone out and fucking hit the mics and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but I, even I, if you had done that and it still had been this way, you would have regretted I not doing more. Yeah, and then I would have been pissed that I had to go out to all those fight mics and pay yeah. $5 for five minutes, which is how LA open mics operate, which is it's a crazy. fucking travesty. Yeah. Every other like comedy city, you just like go and sign up and you fucking do your reps. Like this yeah, is but I wouldn't even consider LA to be a comedy city. I know. I it's know. an industry town. It's an people industry do town. Comedy. Yeah, people do comedy com- there. People do comedy. You're right. That's exactly. It's not a and, comedy and people town and you can grow up and you can do comedy in LA and you come up doing comedy in LA for sure. You can go through the ranks. There's all infrastructure and a system there, but it's not a yeah. comedy town. No, no, it's not known for that. Co- comedians yeah. live here. Sure, but yeah, and and, and they're always their leaving. Craft. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere I mean, do their else. craft and stuff. That, do their craft and do that stuff. I mean, it's the same thing with New York. The only comedy town is like Chicago. Pure comedy town, Chicago, mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yeah. Anyway, so yes. that was my um, debacle last night. And <laughs> I, I woke up today feeling a little shitty, but I, I think you did? I did. I did. And it has it's been so long G, since I like did a show or a night of shows and then i woke up like still feeling like ugh, should have done better should have been yeah better. that's a that's a that, that's very unusual peter i know and it's because it was the biggest show i've done in a long time like that it, I, I mean, you I, headlined done, when oh in dc but that was <laughs> tiny there was, that was like a tiny audience like it, we were shoved down into the fucking basement of that club <laughs> Remember, we showed up and we weren't even in the room that we thought yes. we were going to be in. Yes, yes, we yes. were in this like basement. They put it, yeah, right they put the us bathrooms. in the bathrooms. Yeah, and like the big fucking ice machine or whatever. You know, like it was really. <laughs> again, comedy is always, always humbling. It was very fun. Yeah, it was very fun, and I can't wait to do that again. Yes. Um, speaking of which, how is your new year jumping off? Like, you just had a daughter. You, you, the whole family got sick. You did the holidays. <laughs> it's January. We're starting anew. How do you feel about this new year and um, and comedy? Um, you know, I have, I am. For those of you who don't know, or Ajma few listeners who do know, I'm six weeks postpartum, mm-hmm. um, and we took a little break before because I was upsettingly pregnant. And uh, you were like, huge, huge. I, I, yeah. and, and I was I was upset about it. Like and and you're a tiny person. I'm, yes. I'm a small yeah. person. So like it was just it was too much. I was worried was about you. Much. I was like, this feels alien. <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, I still her, feel I don't think she could carry that. <laughs> and I wasn't. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're being dragged around your third trimester. Yes. I was like, this is enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still pretty sick. Um, it's kind of crazy, but like, mm. you know, when you're describing this like show, mm. I'm so jealous. I miss. Are it. you? You want to get out there, huh? Yes. I mean, I'm getting yeah. to the point where I'm, I'm trying out bits. I'm thinking about stuff. Like my brain. I would say for women who have ever just experienced postpartum, or, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't know. Have you ever had surgery? No, not that I remember. I had okay. like a hernia when I was a baby, but I've never had. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So like yeah. as having major surgery and Is recovering from Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm kidding. I forgot. I actually forgot. You I forgot how forgot. hard it is to be gut open yes. on the table because of your C-section. Yes. Have your baby pulled out of your body, rearrange your internal organs. Yes. And Stuff now- back. Stuffed back in some kind of weird order. <laughs> Your is liver's it crazy? not where it used to be. Yeah. Yes, is that crazy? And I, 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 just, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I mean, this. it's truly crazy. How do you and feel? I I forgot how hard that recovery is. I literally like had planned for things. Yeah. Because I'm a fucking idiot, and I assume yeah, yeah. that like I'm like oh yeah it'll be fine. I'll bounce back. I'll bounce back. You know. Yeah. And it's it's really been you're talking about comedy being humbling like. This type of um, 
surgery and like stuff with your health and body like that it's also very humbling yeah um because you, you can't will yourself out of it because you know when you were talking about how you went back for the second show and you were like oh i'm gonna be present can you will mm. yourself to be like that i think i could shame myself into it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about i mean willing. it's fascinating because i've watched you do this and like for me like if i if i think to myself like now get it together there's absolutely no way i'm getting it together like I, <laughs> like you know, when people are like slap themselves in the mirror and they're like, "Get it together!" Yeah. and they're like, uh-huh. you know, you got this. Like, absolutely, for me, my mental illness, I'm not getting it together. I'm falling apart immediately. Yeah. Like the second do, after you I, you do a shit set at seven o'clock, and then nine thirty eight does worse. I, I do worse. Like if yeah. I put pressure on myself to be like, now get it together. Like if yeah. it's all unraveling, like. I cannot pull it together. Like I freak out. You more. need it. You need it to be like serene. No one have you. You can't have expectations for yourself. It's just gotta like, ooh, magically happen. <laughs> like how does it? I, no, I have no idea. I how does it get together? O- I, I, I'm telling you right now, I have no idea how I get it together. It is <laughs> a, a mystery to me. And I'm 40 years old. It continues yeah. to be a mystery. Like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's all a crapshoot. Yeah, and it's random. I'm. I, it's totally random. And and that's why. <laughs> and that's why I'm having children. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not random and it's it's, not, I mean, it's, tr- it's really like it's I don't know and I feel like the more I do comedy and the longer I'm in entertainment and longer time doing shows I am getting closer to figuring it out it is mm-hmm. not silence it's not it's like somewhere in between where like I, I recognize the bomb I recognize what I need to do and then I just like breathe through it mm-hmm. um, but it's always a crap but it's, it's also out. easier to do I think if you are if you do happen to have multiple shows a night, because yes. you can you can do the bomb and go fuck, and then re like rejigger yourself. Yes. For the second one, right? Yes. But if you're not doing back to back nights like uh, shows like that, it's it's harder to go from like one show, okay, didn't do it that well, wasn't present, and then wait another twenty four hours for the next show. That's really Ooh. that's tough. It is. I mean, but the thing is. Being able to turn it around like that, like so, for me, I what typically happens is if I do two shows, is I'll, if especially if I do well the first show, the second show is never as good. If I do the first show poorly, uh, the second uh-huh. one is crapshoot, like how it goes. Yeah, it could be anything. Because you got to pull yeah. it together, you got to get it together, and sometimes the audience helps, sometimes whatever. But like yeah. the being present thing is like, and the thing is on this pod, people that are joining, like we talk a lot about being present. It's a thing with comedy. It's a thing inside of your life. And now as I get older and I talk to people that aren't in the creative world, mm-hmm. it is a tough thing to describe. And it is a tough presence? thing to... Presence. Mm. It's a tough thing to describe. And it's a hard thing to um, to h- tell people what the value add is. Right? Like when people ask, like, what's the value of being present? What is... Who... <laughs> Who's asking you that? <laughs> because a ton of people, what are you talking about? People that aren't in the creative world, uh-huh. like being present and like having. But isn't being present something that's like universal? The work to get there. Yes. Oh, I, and, I see and what you're saying. Yes. For artists, they're doing more of the work to get there than non-artists. Yes. Or non-creative people are just not even thinking. They don't see the, the value in it immediately. Right, right. Okay. Because they have other things to do. Right. Yeah. They have other sort of like intangible, just as much like for them. It's there's an Excel the spreadsheet. Yeah. But the, even the phrase being present. Right. Because it ultimately, feels like, like yes. Versus yeah. like spend time with your family. Be with yeah, this, okay. like yes, being yes. present. Quality being time. Or, quality time. Yeah. Like, like It's different phrasing, different branding for mm-hmm. essentially the same thing. But yeah. the value to being present for yourself Mm-hmm. And this sort of um, presence in terms of your life and being intentional and in other things outside of just time with your family and loved ones, um, it's a hard thing to push. And yeah. trying to explain to people that aren't in the creative world, um, I, I don't know. The thing is, we feel this. It feels very universal for us because not only are we creatives, but we also spend a lot of time with younger people. And this idea yeah. is very prevalent among people that are young. Being pre- oh really? Is it? Yes. I didn't know that. Oh okay. Yes. That's like because like like self help and 
therapy, like being oh, present yes, is yes. like a very much a wellness a thing. thing. Yes. Yeah, it's it's sure. not that they actually are, Peter. It's just that this they're talking um, about it. They're talking about it. <laughs> like it's become it's like, a very it's like important the idea thing. of being woke. Yes, it's, it's very like, important. You might not be woke, but you're talking about it. And you're it's telling, important to you're you. telling people who's not woke. Yes. You're calling and it's other important people. to you. Yeah. And it's yeah, important exactly. to you. Mm-hmm. And it's an important thing to strive for. You know, it's yeah. like this important thing to go and try to do. Um, but being yeah, present might like, be the uh, most difficult thing ever. Yes. Just as a human being. I don't. Yes. I, I, just in general. But to do it on stage in front of a 400 person crowd who's looking at you going, uh, I paid money. So dance monkey. That's yes. a that's a that's a high wire act. And that's why that's why people get paid the big bucks to be able to do it. Right. right? And, exactly. and the thing is, like for me, postpartum talking about presence, like, I'm seeing I'm finding how much harder it is to like find these bits of it, especially mm-hmm. because I found most of it being on stage. Right. Like I have yes. I crave yes. that. It's Cause yes, like, because it's our time. It's my time. It's, and what I realized yesterday was like it is, an it is a practice of active listening. Yes. Right. Meaning that it's you're pushing your ego away and you're listening to your audience. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're 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 conducting them in a way because there's a rhythm to their silence, especially yes. if they're it's being punctuated hopefully by laughter. Like there's mm-hmm. a rhythm to both those things, yeah. both the the absence and the presence of something. Right. And in my life, as I'm like dealing with like new baby, partner, my, you know, existing child. Um, you're, you're never present with them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just harder. It's hard because I, I'm. They're no, they don't feed you with laughs. <laughs> they just have unconditional love for you. What's that I mean, worth? It's it, it, the thing is it's more of those things where like there's this phrase in um sleep training where it's called like sleep begets more sleep. It's a thing with like mm. with babies if you it's like this idea that like you think if you are craving sleep that you'll sleep more. Mm. Like you somehow if you're really like tired, if you don't have sleep then you'll crash. But crash really hard. Right. But the thing is like oftentimes that actually leads to like a cycle of insomnia, right? Uh. So. Like you need to sleep well, and like that practice helps you be more present. So, what I'm saying is like me having that time to be present on stage, oftentimes begets more presence at home. Like I'm able to Uh. be more centered, do this, and as opposed to now where I'm like kind of like really scattered, I feel Mm. off balance. I know what you mean. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So if I have this outlet, if I have this time, somehow it helps me be more present when I'm at home, when I'm spending time with my family. And it's because we are mentally unwell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it comes down to. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. I'm a person that like needs this as opposed to being a normal person that doesn't crave and need and like have this drive towards that. Um, I mean, like even doing this podcast as being is helpful. Like I went Yes, this our, time. Our break from the last episode of Ajma Show and the, this this episode, the new episode of Two Kims in a Pod, that time stretch, although it was punctuated by vacation and Christmas and all that, yada, 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 yada I was missing our time mm-hmm. to fucking rant because this is the time we get to be present we get to have fun we get to say the things that are bothering us be vulnerable and hopefully other people could attach to whatever the fuck we're talking about yeah. um so yeah i'm so glad that we're doing this again and i i i you know for a while i took a step back from stand up and performing because i was like you know what I, i'm i'm writing i'm 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 going i'm doing other things but you're right exactly what you said I started missing that part of my life, that that spark, that joy, that that uh, that that exhilaration of like, ooh, anything could happen. Like this, it felt good. And for a while, I didn't want that in random clubs or whatever because mm-hmm. I honestly I was scared. You know, like yeah. I I just it it's so. <sighs> I mean, it's just scary to be in the world, but like to be on stage nowadays and 
um, to be in random spaces where they're not coming to see Peter Kim. Right. They're just like drunk and out for a night. And there's just so many variables. And um, yesterday, opening for Fortune, it really felt like, oh, this is a self-selected audience that is mm -hmm. here to see this queer icon and I get to just go right before her. That's like the perfect scenario for me. Because Truly. It is because it's already a crowd that's like here to see someone else. Yes. So, you know, like I just have to warm them up. And sure, would I do I want to headline myself? I would love that. Of course, one day I want people to come see me. But who the fuck am I? I'm nobody. So right now <laughs> it feels good to open for someone else who already has a baked in audience. Yes. And this is the way I want to do it. And I don't okay. want to do it the other way <laughs> you know and is that I mean, so Peter, is that so <laughs> is that so hard is that so much to ask yes it is really hard and it is a lot <laughs> we've i mean we've grinded for 10 years like can we just do the stuff we like like why why at one point we got to just say no to you know the stuff that doesn't feed us and yesterday i was fed i was fed yes I feel yes. satiated. I feel like myself again. I yeah. feel I, I feel like more generous now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, I my husband and I, now that I have another child, like we were talking about how I'm going to negotiate this time yeah. with doing shows, going back into the grind. Um, yes. Because I am... That's an interesting conversation. How did that go? Um, it's a lot of organization. I mean, like, as a... Scheduling? Scheduling. Oh. A very intense scheduling. So okay. I've started that, and that's, like, kind of what I was working on this entire time. Like, figuring out what her naps are going to be, what are we going to do, who are we going to have as help, which we're very fortunate to be able to afford. A village, a, yes. A village. And uh -huh. my mom has quit her job. Great. Finally... Yeah, I mean, yeah. but she's also not helping. Like, my mom literally comes over and makes, like, um, like a fresh batch of kimchi for two hours. Makes okay. a huge mess in the kitchen. Makes Doesn't clean it up? No, no. Makes lunch for uh -huh. three of us. Like, an elaborate, like, Korean meal. meal. Uh -huh. Yeah. Elaborate Korean meal. That sounds meal. delicious. So uh, far, incredible. everything is great. A great. Two hours yeah. making it. Uh -huh. We eat for 20 minutes because it's uh -huh. uh, fucking noon and it's during a work day. So we have 20, 20 minutes to eat it. Okay, we don't have time. Let's go. We don't have time. She cleans up for the next two hours. <laughs> okay. And then she goes home. That sounds like help. She's making a meal. One meal? Oh. <laughs> she doesn't make any food. She doesn't make enough for dinner. She literally, it's like she didn't exist. It's like you're, we're like slightly full and we yeah. have like one batch of kimchi. And that's it. That's and then it. she that's, goes. That's she, not enough. She holds the baby. She's a, a grandmother. Bit. She's a grandmother of two. That's not. Yes. Enough. She. I, no. It's just like it's fine. I just like literally told her. I was like, you can come, but don't feed us this lunch. Just. I don't want to eat this shit. I don't want to eat this for lunch. I want to eat this for dinner. Dinner. Okay. So Please what do you want her to enough. do when she's here? Oh, you want her to make bat big batches. Yes. Of okay, dinner. I love of dinner. <laughs> dinner, right. like the thing yes. that actually matters. Lunch. I can have a deli slice. Who cares? She's making elaborate. She like made tteokbokki. She made a. She made all this chun. Like, can you uh, imagine? For lunch. For lunch. Yeah. No. That's, she made like. That's too much. Kodomogui. She made. Um, oh wow, that's a lot. That's what I mean. Like really elaborate meals, like ojungogui. Um, yeah. Like. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And, but not enough. And that, it's a lot, and yet but not, not enough. <laughs> <Do> you, <laughs> Can you imagine how frustrating? I, it's like it was a crazy thing for me to I, like after like week three of it. I was like felt so ashamed to even complain because I'm like, yes, yeah. it's so much, so grateful. But like it was you're not so helping much in the way I need you to. I, and it's also Peter is so much Korean food. Like at one point, my, my husband and I looked at each other. And we're like, I would kill for a piece of bread. Like just <laughs> just one piece of bread. A ciabatta, something. Yeah. Please. Like to have, to have Miyokuk for, like, breakfast? No, you you feel like a fucking prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Miyokuk. That's what they give you in, pr in Korean prisons, seaweed soup. 
That's not a, that's not for a mother of two, a, fa- a functioning family in America. No, it's, it's fine. I like Miyokook, but to have Miyokook at 8.30, bruh, that's no. like... <laughs> 8.30 in the morning? Yes, that's what I'm telling no. you. My, no. my mom, like, quietly coming in and being like, and then just like give I mean it's like it's oh, giving no. K drama like in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Like Yes. Yeah, with a silver spoon. And, a yeah. silver spoon. <laughs> like I mean again, really it's grateful. It's so traditional. It's yeah. so traditional. Like I I wrote into what what did I write into? I forgot um what it was. Oh, uh, Kim Spot, the latest um version of my pilot that I'm working on. I put in the thing about how Korean traditional Korean breakfast is not yes. like anything like Americans <laughs> no. would ever see. No, it's it. You know what it is? It's rice plus a fish soup. <laughs> yes. At like seven in the morning, <laughs> like a whole fried ass thing. Like you're just like, what? Give me toast. Give me one sunny side egg. I, I Run it wanna, over a piece of toast. Give me, give me a croissant. A give bagel, me a bitch. Danish, a bagel. Something. Something. Quick, no. easy. I'm not trying to sit here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like kumjun so, food. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so and that's what it's I mean. Like I felt medieval so guilty. times in Korea. <laughs> and I felt guilty being like, come on, like please stop, like yeah, this is too much, and like. I can't you know, have cod at seven in the morning again. I can't. I can't. Have, <laughs> I can't put cod in my mouth. Not right now. I'm, <laughs> no. I'm postpartum, honey. Like, no, no, this is dinner. I'm not supposed to have. And exactly, this is dinner. So I felt bad even asking and like complaining about it. But so then, um, you know, it, it's it, it's I, we're figuring it out. She's. Mm-hmm. I haven't complained to her directly about it. I've just kind of been subtly being like, well, what about for dinner? Like, why don't we just do this? Because she's very sensitive, whatever. Um, and she has every right to be be annoyed with me because it is annoying, uh, you know, uh, an embarrassment of riches. But right. my husband and I, when we were talking about me going back to the grind, I am being more selective about what shows I'm going to do, how much mm. time I'm going to do it, and I'm being realistic about the timeline back. Because the last time I went back with one, I started doing shows kind of full tilt six weeks post. Wow. And it was a huge point of contention. Yeah. I forced it to happen. And I was burning myself, burning the candle at both ends. Like, yeah. in a way where it's like, I wasn't really generating a ton of new material. I was doing it because I needed the fix. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us are at a point where, like, we're not just blindly seeking that adulation, that yeah. fix. That sort of, We're not blindly doing it. We're a little more mature about yeah. it we understand what's happening yeah. you know what if, I mean it's like, like if we're partying we're not just randomly snorting some dude's cocaine exactly exactly we're not doing ketamine off, fentanyl exactly no. we're not doing no. ketamine um, at a house party we're getting yeah. ketamine as a nasal spray from Canada exactly okay <laughs> I'm getting high quality designer drugs from celebrities <laughs> I'm not doing this I'm not gonna be a like o- opioid fucking a statistic okay i'm not a white kid in ohio <laughs> suburbs i'm not dying like that i'm not i'm not blindly seeking a high because i just like think it feels good i'm not pressing my right. genitals up against whatever right. right i'm seeking and doing it with intention and so we when we're talking about it like i feel like i'm going back into it with a lot more control and intention and hopefully um my writing process is also very different. Like I never wrote like out bits before I went on stage. Like word for I, word? Never. Never. Yeah. Never. I never did that. I, I, and I also never did it really even like with like having a flow. Like I had an idea and I would work it out on stage. So right. when you write like that, you need to do a lot of reps. Yeah, there's and nothing you to, around. You have it. to listen back to your stuff. Exactly, and there's nothing around it, so yeah. no way around it. So since I have now done more of the writing up front, and now I listen to my sets, like I can, I can do without as many shows and without as many reps. Yeah, but I still think about and quote unquote do comedy, like work on my set every day. So okay. like, if I think about it that way cumulatively i think i'm still putting in the work and the grind in the same way i'm For just sure. i'm just allocating my time differently and shows yeah. have a different sort of function in my process now 
I'm um, so happy to hear that, and I'm proud of you for taking that step. Because I think if you were six weeks out postpartum and you're like, tomorrow I'm doing six shows and blah blah, <laughs> I'd be like, girl, you have two children at home. I know I have two children, and I'm still literally swollen from surgery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm like yeah. puasa, like still like bloated. Like, I'm so bloated. You got that surgery like, bloat. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. like, literally your body was open. It's like, what the fuck? You know, it's yeah. like when you uh, when it's a draft inflamed. comes in. Yeah, when your draft comes <laughs> about, so you're like, that's that's what happened to my insides of my yeah. body. Like, ah, what happened? It's a shock. <laughs> it's a shock. Uh, well, I've never had surgery, so I don't know what my face is doing. But <laughs> this has been the first episode of Two Kims in a Pod. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, come back right here for more episodes. And um, thank you. We love you. If you liked this episode, please get on the um, the reviewing stuff, the stars and the reviews. That helps us. It's a new podcast, so we need your help. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.